Comrades, welcome to the Comfort Show, episode 27. This is the trashiest show on the internet. This time, this piece of trash doesn't wear his wife beater for some reason. And Tim is going to attempt not to look all too dumb and stupid today. We had some feedback. We thought we'd bring that to you um, in the introduction. Um, I think we made it. We received a hate mail, which is really cool. Is it you who does the Quanfu show? Comes off as very trashy and ill-advised. A guy in a wife beater and a boring guy trying too hard. They actually give Quant a bad name. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's all on us. If we dump, you could uh, literally blame us. But hey, yeah. I'm just trying too hard. I'm boring. So, I don't know. Anyways, welcome to the show. So, what are we going to do today? We're going to have a look at Quant and some of their partners and their connections into healthcare. Healthcare is, as we said in previous shows, pretty big. And um, Simba Chain and Oracle have uh, some interesting uh, um, insights and partnerships in that. So we're going to have a look over there. And Martin Hargreaves was featured in Payment Expert uh, on August 10th. Um, also uh, really cool and I think uh, very good marketing. Also, Lagchain is uh, going to be part of the discussion once again because Lagchain is simply on everybody's mind, it seems. Um, and there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of people who don't quite understand what Lagchain does still um, and what the differentiation is between Lagchain, Mainnet, which is live, and Latin American Dollar is going to come ne next year. Um, so we're going to go there as well for a bit. Quant price, we're going to have a look at that too. And Tim blessed us with his company today. He's back from vacation. Tim, how are you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm a bit sleepy. Uh, woke up at, uh, well, five in the morning, uh, Dutch local time. No, even earlier. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm just tired. A uh, long day traveling back from Greece to uh, the Netherlands. We actually landed in Germany. And then we had to travel back from Cologne to uh, well, where I live. So that was an interesting... Actually, the car travel took as long as the plane flying from Greece to Germany. That was quite interesting. <laughs> but it all worked out, and now here, we are here. Um, yeah, just had a really nice, relaxing holiday. Uh, I, I couldn't uh, well resist the, the urge to look at my phone, especially with quant pumping. Um, seeing green candles uh, just... Activates my monkey brain. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, well, I, I kind of spent time on, on Quant and I, I kept up with everything, uh, even though I was on holidays. And uh, it's looking good. And it's even better with inflation. It's at eight, eight point. What is it? Eight point five, something like that. Brilliant. That is bullish, guys. We're gonna make yeah. it. So how are you? Uh, how are you, Yarno? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm also glad that the perspectives have changed, uh, have changed. 8.5% inflation a month or so back meant that the market dumped and now we're eight and a half and we're up. So that's good. Um, yeah, everything is pretty okay here. It's a little bit hectic. We moved back into our uh, little ghetto-esque apartment uh, from the villa that we resided in for the last... Uh, I'm trying to up my vocabulary, as you can hear. I don't want to come across too trashy. And ill advice. <laughs> advice <laughs> now nah. so um yeah it's uh 
a little bit hectic because uh, Miss is going to go on another trip for the weekend uh, with a friend of hers. So um, we just unpacked. Now we're packing up again. And um, it's just a little bit of a, of a mess. But that's okay. Um, fitted pretty good. Yeah. Price is also nice. I think uh, we're at 121 right now. Let's uh, let's pull up the magic screen. Dun, 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 dun. And for the listeners at home, we are looking at CoinGecko. Uh, I just switched to dollars myself again. That's 125 USD, and that's 121 euros. Um, so if we look at the seven-day range, we can see that a week ago we were at 100. And so ever since, eh, since the 7th, we are ranging around 120, 125 mark euro. Um, that's not too bad. That, that's not too bad. No. If we look year over year, um, we are we, in the same area as last year, right? I think we are. August 19th. Yeah, we were kind of the same price, 128. And on Saturday, the 4th of September, we had our uh, huge rally up to all time high. Yeah. And it was uh, the slow bleed thing. Um, so we'll see how it goes. What the volume will do, it's going to be uh, be interesting. Uh, regardless, everything above 100, um, well, it's, it's not ideal, but it's a lot better than fucking 40. <laughs> that hurt, not going to lie. Um, that shouldn't have taken much longer um, or it would have been really, really sad. Can't deny that. Yeah, you yeah. almost uh, quit uh, the Quamfy show. No, no, that's not going to happen because of price. That's good. that's bullshit. Oh, by the way, uh, if there's a lot of background noises, there's a six-month-old baby, uh, like four meters to my right, five-year-old daughter on the couch. There's a dog behind me, and Leona's still running around. It's a little bit yeah. hectic here, so apologies if there's any static or other interruptions in the background. Oh, yeah, by the way, we have a couple of guests secured for the coming month. Next week, I'll be in Scotland, and we have a guest over there, and we have some plans for a very nice scenery or studio, if you will. We'll see how that goes. not going to spoil too much of that, um, but it's going to be a banker that we're going to be talking with, and um, we'll uh, give more information then. We also made arrangements with Hungarian Horntail going to be on the show um, if everything goes well in a couple of weeks not going to set a date because things uh, can change um, it would be terrible if all you guys have very high expectations and um, things are postponed or moved up well moved up is that big of a problem yeah. but uh, yeah and we um, are uh, we are working on more guests in the future yeah. uh, well we have excellent connections to everyone and uh, most people are willing to uh, be on the show that's lovely so uh, join this ill advice <laughs> trashy show and uh see yeah well yeah, with the wife beater exactly and and um we try our best to give the quant community 
uh, well, a very bad reputation. We're doing our part. Good. Um, we have entered the eight-minute mark, meaning that we uh, can leave the intro and go to some actual uh, ill-advised and trashy uh, yes. content. What you see on the screen right now, or what you're going to hear from me right now, is a tweet by Simba Chain. And if you can remember in the cards right now and in the description is a link to a video on Simba Chain. Simba Chain has been a quant partner ever since 2019. Um, they provide a software blockchain as a service to, to a plethora of different verticals. Uh, they work with the Ministry of Defense um, and, and, and a bunch of other logistical companies. Ministry of Defense is also a logistical company. For people that didn't know, <laughs> their logistics is just crazy, crazy, crazy. But they are also in healthcare now, it seems, uh, because the tweet reads, over 70, that's 70% of U.S. health providers still use fax machines because they cannot effectively share hashtag health data. Hashtag blockchain can deliver transparency, privacy, and security. Read our article on how we are taking the steps to change the medical industry. So, fax machines. This, by the way, is not from, from year 2000. This is 2022, August 5th. Uh, obviously, links in the description. Do also like and subscribe. Leave a thumbs up. Write a comment. We appreciate it very, very much. So now that's out of the way. So this is the the Science Times, and the title of the article reads: "Smart Contracts and Decentralization: The Game-Changing Benefits of Blockchain in Healthcare." Um, we're going to skim through this. I'm going to highlight some uh, some paragraphs. We're going to have a chat. So since the beginning of modern civilization, healthcare has been one of the biggest and most important sectors worldwide. In addition to being critical to the preservation of life, it's an inherently complex industry given the intersection of industry, government, private organizations, and patients with diverse care requirements. However, because of its complex nature, the healthcare sector is also riddled with inefficient, outdated processes and technologies, many of which could be improved using blockchain technology. In fact, more than 70% of US healthcare providers are still using fax machines to exchange medical information. <laughs> this, is, this is just astounding. And I, I'm not sure if this is only the United States or if this is the case everywhere. Um, 70%. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 70, okay. 70. So, I mean, for people that don't know, because a lot of you guys are, are, are pretty young, a fax machine is is kind of like a scanner or a printer um, where it, you grab a piece of paper that's made from trees and, and it's used to write stuff on. But if you have a medical file, everything is written down, that you still use those flappy things, those flap boards, and then you can feed that into the machine and it will then dial through a landline with a telephone. A telephone is this, not this. This is not a telephone. The telephone has a cord to it and, and you can you can dial a number. And um, I actually that, have to reply at the moment you're talking. You, you cannot think. 
Yes, it's like stress <laughs> communication. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's real time. Now you can't what, edit what you just said. The fax machine is a phone number, so you need to know the phone number from the person on the other end, and it it scans whatever you put in, and it then translates that to type of things like with an old modem. Don't get me started on a modem, and and they'll receive it on the other end, and there it then will then be printed. And one of the benefits that a fax machine, quote-unquote benefits, we're talking freaking 1990s here, has is that it, um, it it actually prints the exact document. So uh, you can write on a piece of paper, you can then fax it to somebody else, and they have then, quote-unquote, the original document that you sent. Um, and, and that was pretty high tech, like 20 years ago. Yeah. So with medical information, I can understand if you want a file to be sent and doctors make notes at the the hospital bed or whatever, um, it is written in most cases because not all the hospitals have smart devices. Um, So you want the original documents because it is medical stuff and you want what the doctor wrote and doctors have terrible handwriting and they can only read each other's handwriting. So facts actually makes sense from a, a reliability and a legal liability point of view because it is quote unquote always the original document. But yeah, there there, there are uh, upgrades um, to be made. Um, Article continues. The past few years have exposed many of the faults still present in the medical industry. Delivering healthcare like a well-oiled machine requires that each component functions properly. Supply chains need to be robust, manufacturing needs to be efficient, and health data needs to be secure, easily accessible, and managed in accordance with privacy regulation. Um, However, these outcomes often aren't possible because of outdated systems and processes. However, in recent years, a growing number of medical stakeholders have started to explore blockchain technology as a solution to existing shortcomings. As a result, many new blockchain-powered technologies have been developed and implemented across diverse applications. So with the adoption of blockchain technology growing across different industries, the healthcare sector stands to benefit immensely from the migration to more transparent solutions. Companies like SimbaChain are leading this movement by providing intuitive, low-code platforms that make Web3 more accessible. Um, Simba's cloud-based blockchain development platform allows anyone to build and implement Web3 solutions with ease. Hmm, I read that line before. Notably, the company recently entered into a partnership with Equidium Health to build a global decentralized healthcare marketplace known as Equidium Exchange. I'll open this, we'll have a look at this a little bit later. Equidium Exchange, never heard of that. Where where can I find that on CoinMarketCap? Um, I'm sorry. With this project, uh, oh, with this project, SimbaChain and Equidium Health, a Web3 and blockchain-powered healthcare company that was formerly known as Consensus Health. That rings a bell for the FA. uh... No, Consensus. We. uh... Yeah, so they aim to significantly improve the delivery of health services. The platform will empower patients by allowing them to monetize their own health and health relevant data. Uh, moving on, I'm, I'm trying to find a solution. Yeah, I should have read this in advance. I'm sorry. Nils has told me 
and I, 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 I didn't listen once again. Uh, we are, we are ill, ill advised, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. True, true, true. So regulations like HIPAA already define the need for a patient's ability to access their own health records and their ability to limit what other parties, such as insurance companies, see. However, current systems make this process slow and confusing. Um, I can remember from a bunch of episodes back that there also was an article. Oh, was this was that about Cerner? We have a little bit about Cerner a third one. Hold on. So um Equidium Health is currently using Simba blocks to build Equidium Exchange as a Web3 low-code tool. Simba blocks streamlines the development of decentralized applications. This functionality will allow I hate this word, Equidium to deliver its health data exchange in early 2023 and has already facilitated collaborations with partners like Nokia, Nokia Bell Labs, Microsoft, Intel, holy moly, and Consensus. Once established, blockchain-based applications like the Equidium Exchange can be used to deliver powerful and value-generating features. For example, a solution that integrates zero-knowledge proof can be utilized to source patients for a clinical trial. Okay, that's really cool. In this case, researchers can filter patients' health records using specific parameters. For example, if a study requires data from male patients aged 25 to 30, presenting certain symptoms, the software will only identify patients that fit these criteria. Okay. Well, this sounds to us like it, it's like common sense, right? Why not put everything in Excel and then you can do the same or, or throw it on Wikipedia? Good. <laughs> you can just sort it there. Um. But yeah, there's there's all these difficult things going on. The same as with the banks, as you guys most likely will be aware of by now. It it, it is not so clear cut that you can just switch it off, move to a new system. Everything needs to go on. The show needs to go on, and that's why the interoperability is so super important. Also, the security of of everything. Uh, internet is is not suitable for uh, for the safe transfer of data at all. It's not suitable for sending money. So it's not suitable to send your uh, medical records. I can remember when I left the, the Marine Corps, I asked how to uh, send my medical records to my, my, my new doctor. Because when I left the military, I needed to find a, mm-hmm. a, a, a doctor in the civilian world. We don't have those nice benefits that the U.S. and the U.K. and France, et cetera, do. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah sure, sure, sure. Hold on. And they gave me like a stack of, uh, of of medical records of everywhere I've been and shit. And it's like old paper. And I'm like, okay, what's this? And that was 2013. There was email then and there were like networks then. But uh, they're like, no, that doesn't work together. We cannot simply send that. We're not allowed to. You need to give explicit permissions and then you need to assign a specific doctor and then we can have uh, a secured transport getting arranged. We cannot use just another Marine to drive it over because that is not the proper procedure for medical records. So then we need to get a, a kind of like a, a super secured special delivery kind of thing. Um, it was just a shit show. But we can give it to you so you can bring it yourself. Like, okay. So, so, so that is what's going on with medical. And um, it's uh, it's going to be inter- interesting to see uh, how this all will transpire. But one thing is for sure is it, it needs to be the higher tier, highest 
tier security. Um, it, it will require probably something like, 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 like SAT or ODAP. So to a secure mm -hmm. asset transfer protocol with gateways and stuff, um, because you cannot simply send these things um, over the internet where everybody can just chip in. Well, maybe through VPNs. I'm not all too uh, read up on that. Um, but SimbaChain is uh, is in there. Uh, big names, Intel, Microsoft. Um, so they probably know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, a, a little bit on the money side. The, the venture is supported by 6.25 million award from the uh, National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, or the U.S. Department of Commerce. The campaign's mission is to establish a rapid response medical goods supply chain marketplace and to advance data analysis to track future demand signals. Quote, ultimately, healthcare is something that impacts every individual. And blockchain can alleviate so many of the challenges our health system face today with Simba Chain's mission being bringing Web3 to life for the rest of the world. Us entering the healthcare space makes natural sense, says Richie. I don't know who Richie is. Um, so, yeah, um, healthcare, we spoke about this a couple of times already. And um, there's a law part of money to be made I, I looked this up a little bit um, and, and I know for crypto these numbers doesn't don't sound all too impressive but this is real money not crypto money so the US healthcare industry in 2022 an analysis of the health sector healthcare trends and the future of digital health this is on insider intelligence e-marketer um, intelli sorry insiderintelligence.com slash insights slash healthcare industry um, it, some bullets the US health industry is massive with healthcare spending accounting for over almost 20% of US GDP in 2020 we broke down the industry various sectors and recent trends hoping to reduce costs while improving care um, the global healthcare market will reach 665.37 billion in 2028 according to verified market research. U.S. national healthcare expenditure reached 4.1 trillion in 2020, or a sloppy $2,500 per person. And it's estimated to reach 6.2 trillion by 2028 for the Centers for Medicare and Medical Services. So U.S. healthcare is more expensive than most countries. According to the Commonwealth Fund, the U.S. spent nearly 17% of GDP on healthcare in 2018. Switzerland was the second highest ranking country, spending 12.2%. Well, surprisingly, New Zealand and Australia devote only 9.3%, half as much as the U.S. Deloitte estimates the U.S. health spending will balloon from 2020's $4 trillion estimate to $8.3 trillion, trillion by 2040. Main driver of these costs in healthcare companies Adoption of emerging health-focused technology. We estimated U.S. healthcare providers and facilities spent 11.4 billion on cloud-based technology in 2020, up 33 percent from 2019 when they spent 8.55 billion. Cloud-based technologies. Hmm. That is interesting. Did so, I just, yeah. I mean, sorry, I haven't really talked. You were just continuing. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man. No, no, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying too hard anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but, but the point I'm trying to make here is that I, I, I can hear you. The, I'm closing the window. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that, that you're seeing here in this article is just that the entire healthcare market is growing, right? So, mm. uh, wouldn't well, <laughs> it will continue to grow in 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 the coming decades with a pop- population worldwide that is aging. I think the yeah. the, the average uh, age in the entire planet is is well, going up. So the amount of money that's involved in healthcare is only going to grow, and 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 that makes it a really interesting vertical for us. And I think the most important vertical. There is so much money in this space, and sure, this is just an example of the U.S., but this is a global trend, and um, uh, all countries across the world will have to deal with these issues uh, sooner or later, depending on their demography. So. Yeah. yeah, are we going to work with paper and then that you have to kind of well get your 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 stash of papers and then go find your own doctor, or do we want a system where everything is in the stored safely in your uh, digital identity, uh, so that you can go to any hospital and they immediately know what's up? Mm-hmm. Well, it's still being cryptographically secured, so nobody can enter it except yeah, yourself. That's, and that's where the problems arise and the fun begins because. <clears throat> the story I just told you guys from 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 my transition from from military to civilian life. Most of you have have no clue whatsoever. Most of you guys don't don't know um, what the rules, regulations, and all the difficulties of these things are, and, and you don't have to. But what's going on right now is. There, there, there's no transparency. I told you this, but nobody knew because whenever you reach out to your doctor, kind of depending on where you live, and you go to a different hospital or whatever, by the time you get there, usually your your data will be transferred because there are waiting lists. And by the time you can make an appointment, um, Magically, all oh, your stuff is there. You have no idea what's going on in the background, how many trees are being murdered, and how many mistakes are being made. <clears throat> but if you have an appointment um, the same day, your data will not be there because they cannot legally simply send that by email. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's that's when you start to learn. But what happens now is <clears throat> you get the option. With, with with this self-sovereign identity stuff and you owning your data. And then it becomes apparent to everybody how much data you have generated in your life. I mean, I have not been injured a lot when I was in the military. I did not have a, a, a very rich medical history. When I left the doctor, I was like, oh, that's going to be, be a pre-package of, uh, of data. It's like, no, man. You you have barely even scratched the average uh, of, uh, of visits to the doctor and stuff. And I already had a packet like like 10 centimeters thick. Uh, I, obviously, I generated that in over 12 years. But, but there's so much data that we create and generate and that, that, that represents us. Um, and, and you're going to be confronted with that when you have the right 
to decide what is to be used or seen by somebody and what's not. And and and, and that's what I said, where the, where the FUD begins, because then people understand, okay, so I have to decide for all these things myself. Same with organ donor. How many people struggle simply to make a decision on that? And, mm-hmm. and, and and people do not see the cryptography. They just see the internet and they know how everything that they put on the internet never goes off the internet. So it is really hard to help people to understand and, and distinguish of um, what is actually going on because everything is actually becoming better and, and safer and, 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 and yes, more transparent if you want to, but also more secure. Um, but but because people didn't know how it went in the past and now they see what is actually going on and give it a choice, um, the people are paralyzed. And that's where the FUD begins. It's the same with the digital yeah. passports and with the fingerprints and with the retina scans. People don't understand. Why do they need all that information? And it's, yeah, maybe they're right. And maybe I'm just gullible. I don't know. I can only see upside on, on, on all of this. And I can I can obviously see also the downside and the risk for, for leaks and problems. But that happens now regardless. Only now you do not know. Because you cannot follow your own your... data. Yeah, exactly. And I gave the example of going to Turkey and, 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 and get a, uh, how do you call that? A throat infection or whatever mm. try and get your medical data there and try and bring it with you when you go back good luck they'll fucking keep your passport until you pay um, which is obviously ridiculous um, and, and that can all be prevented and solved but yeah it will take a lot of time and a lot of interoperability uh, in order to make that happen yeah yeah for sure it's uh Especially with the security. I mean, there's 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 less security for your money and for all your other shit that you have accounts for than your than your medical. And yet people take it for granted all the time. Yep. Show we oh, uh... yeah, cloud. We were talking about cloud. Oh, we're still in the yeah. cloud. So... Oh, there was a nice little bridge there because that article. This podium page, by the way, because here they... I cannot hear you at the moment. There's oh. an assi- oh, now you're back. I, I, I should have told that friendly, right? You told me to. Yeah, I no, cannot you... hear you. At the I moment. cannot hear you. Now, we, we estimate that the U.S. healthcare providers and facilities spend 11.36 billion on cloud-based technology in 2020 up 33% from 2019 when they spent 8.5 billion. So cloud, in the cloud, everything is obviously accessible to everybody (coughs) that has access. (laughs) What is going on with, I hate the zoom bar guys. Whenever I I, I scroll down with my mouse and this bar comes down, it's really annoying. Cloud, so we all know Oracle second biggest software provider in the world. They hail Quant for their interoperability solution. They certified um, Overledger for providing interoperability for their 
Oracle blockchain platform. And Oracle have recently acquired Cerner. Um, at the risk of beating a dead horse, here we go. Oracle buys Cerner. The press release, Austin, Texas, and Kansas City, Missouri, December 20th, 2021. Yeah. Oracle. We but... know Oracle bought Cerner, right? Is it really yeah. necessary to go through all of it? No. For an approximate $28.3 billion. Mm-hmm. Quote, Working together, Cerner and Oracle have the capacity to transform healthcare delivery by providing medical professionals with better information, enabling them to make better treatment decisions, resulting in better patient outcomes, said Larry Ellison, chairman and chief technology officer at Oracle. Quote, with this acquisition, Oracle's corporate mission expands to assume the responsibility to provide our overworked medical professionals with a new generation of easier-to-use digital tools that enable access to information via a hands-free voice interface to secure cloud applications. This new generation of medical information systems promises to lower the administrative workload, burdening our medical professionals, improve patient privacy and outcomes, and lower overall healthcare costs. That's the, uh, was that the trifecta of, uh, of innovation? Mm-hmm. Lower cost, better outcomes, better privacy, and uh, l- lower workload. So we expect this acquisition to be immediately accretive to Oracle's earnings. Now, this is going to be really annoying and boring, but um, Oracle, Cerner, Cloud. Simba, working with... The U.S. medical stuff, also cloud, extra money, been going into cloud since 2020. Um, There's a lot going on. And cloud, 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 cloud gives Quant a lot of cloud with a T. Lara, we made an Instagram post on Lara Verdian. Yeah. Last week, um, Lara. We can, we can, yeah, I can show you. Rip it up. Yeah, I don't have Instagram, but you can uh, definitely do that. Um, Lara Verdian has uh, a, a very rich CV. Uh, she has uh, two masters um, and she has a lot of experience in the medical field. Um, obviously, she's very well connected there. Um, and the experience, also Gilbert, by the way, uh, New South Wales, um, <laughs> Tim is clicking away all the privacy stuff that his uh, iMac is uh, is throwing uh, on the no, screen. No, it's it, it's not. It is Zoom actually throwing um, all kinds of bars at me. It it doesn't do that on my end, does it? I don't know, but you are the one recording the screen, and I guess. When yeah, I share it, it's going to be different anyway. Yeah. So what we see here is meet Lara Herdian. Uh Do you want to take this on, Tim? Or am I... uh, yeah, well, at least we, we made a post on uh, Lara Verdian, Gilbert's wife. And oh, I love this. Uh, I, I love this comment, by the way. It says nepotism 101. Amazing. She just got uh, a job well... because she is uh, Gilbert's wife, right? Oh yeah, that's what yeah. nepotism means. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Giving uh, giving jobs to your uh, she has to fucking your, uh, friends. And, two, uh... She has two masters. She has more than twenty years of experience in the in the field nepotism. Yeah, she probably sucked uh, sucked dicks to get up in the ranks. 
get the fuck out of here, idiots. Yeah. Okay. So she has a master, uh, master of science in international health policy, uh, well, health economics from uh, LSE, London School of Economics. Uh, then she has a master of business administration from University of Technology, Sydney. That's the same uni that Gilbert also went to. Oh. Then she has a graduate certificate in pharma. I had to Google this one, pharmacoeconomics from Manesh Uni. And she has a bachelor, uh, well, she started her career, at least her academic career at the University of Sydney at the, in pharmacy and uh, pharmaceutics. So yeah, that's clear. Uh, Hans? Yeah, yeah, that's with honors. So she did pretty well. No. Uh, pharmaceutics, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, she's not just a, a pretty face. Let's, uh, let's pull up her uh, resume or whatever she yeah. did, her history. So she started at Janssen. It's uh, well, the big uh, pharmaceutical company we also know from the, uh, the Johnson mm. & Johnson uh, uh, vaccine. Medical yeah. Information Associate from 2001 until 2003. Then she uh, continues her career at Pfizer uh, as medical affair, uh, affairs consultant. And then she went to ISI, I think. And then uh, th there's a lot of text, but she did all kinds of uh, different roles there. ISI, I'm not sure what company that is. Let's Google it real quick. I say it's a Japanese uh, pharmaceutical company headquartered in Tokyo. It's around 10,000 employees, of which 1,500 are committed to research. It's noted on the Tokyo Stock Exchange and it's part of the Topics 100 in Nikkei Index. That's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, and now Zoom doesn't let me. Gotta love the bar Zoom throws at me. So that's where she started her career. Pretty small companies. Uh, then she actually <laughs> went to Actilion as head of market access. Oh, and uh, excuse the typo. Uh, we we changed yeah. everything. And then I uh, I was in Greece. I was I was drinking mitos and posting this stuff, and I still <laughs> messed up. Apologies for that. Actilion. Mm. I don't know what mm. Actilion is. Let's Google that real quick. Actilion. We are ill informed, so I don't know. I didn't do my research. Actinian is a pharmaceutical and biotechnological company established in December 1997, headquartered in Alschwil near Basel, Switzerland. Uh, Actinian focuses on the production of medicines for curing uh, well rare diseases. And what the hell are they seek to? That's like a widow. No, like or orphan sicknesses. Or <laughs> orphan sicknesses? I don't know what that is. Sounds pretty okay. scary. Anyway, uh, then she continued her career at Deloitte, another small company, as a director of Access Economics. Uh, she Did continued what? then. Yeah, then she actually went to uh, GlaxoSmithKline, another uh, small uh, small fish, so director of uh, global market access. And then she continued at mm. Intercepts Pharmaceuticals as a head of international market access. Yeah, that's clear. Uh, nepotism. At least you were consistent with the single S. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's both my fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't check. So, oh, we, we we kind of didn't check. No, it's clear nepotism, as you can see. And yeah. um, I think I think that's really nice. That Gilbert is just giving these these jobs uh, to to his family members, to his uh, members of the Armenian scam, because that is that is what it's all about, right? It's the big uh, Armenian uh, diaspora that's that's behind this uh, scam of a company. So uh, I gotta love it, gotta appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, yeah. 
Dude, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Something let's, else. Let's I'm see. kind of bored with healthcare, uh, to be fair. <laughs> you asked about... Oh, man, I'm yawning my face off. Um, let's see. So you asked about... Uh, median age. It's countries by median age. So what you see here is the median age in um, Canada and, and Europe on average is above 45. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to North America, the average age is about, it's a bit difficult to see, but it's like 40 to 45. Russia average age 35 to 40. So, so, so that's what you're looking at. Um, 45? Older than 45? Europe is screwed, demographically speaking. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. For now. For now. It's the median age, right? It's, that's not the average age. So that's true. That's true. It's, uh, th this is bound to shift in the next 10 years. It's interesting. We were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger in a different chat. And somebody said, yeah, let's... Uh, if, if there's ever going to be a, a movie about Gilbert Ferdian, then Arnold Schwarzenegger should play Gilbert Ferdian. I'm like, dude. Arnie is born in 1945. So that means he'll be 91-ish, 92-ish uh, by the time that they were like, okay, then we need that that, that movie. Could you do uh, his accent for a bit and talk about Overledger? Uh, could, you, could you do that? <laughs> Talking about Overledger. <laughs> uh, Arnie will be representing <laughs> All the banks. Quants, Martin Hargreaves, and blockchain payments. Like faster BACs with a difference. <laughs> Our payments infrastructure works pretty well. No, no, now it's becoming a sort of a Jamaican. Uh, no. I, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> it's a Jamaican or an Arnie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Anyway. Uh, move on to payment experts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the payment expert article on August the 10th, 2022. Joe Streeter wrote, link is obviously in the description. Martin Hargreaves, Quant's CPO, Chief Product Officer, writes on how he believes payment systems will shift from using traditional ledger, ledger technology to embrace blockchain systems. Our payments infrastructure works pretty well within the UK. The majority of monetary transactions are cashless and frictionless. We use digitized bank cards and digital wallets to pay merchants and other people. In domestic transactions, money is quickly credited to personal bank accounts and funds are efficiently batched and paid to business bank accounts. The resulting system is generally fast, user-friendly, and nearly seamless. I love the words like nearly, generally, um, etc. because that is the truth. Our monetary ecosystem is set to improve further as emerging blockchain technology goes mainstream. Whilst many countries will retain much of their existing payment systems, change is indeed afoot. 
Um, some statistics. Today, 105 countries, including the US and the UK, are considering CBDC implementations as of July 2022. In a harbinger of things to come, China is piloting a CBDC and 261 million people, a fifth of the country's population, have downloaded its digital young wallet and have used it for transactions worth 13.8 billion pounds or 87.5 billion yuan 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 yeah so traditional payment systems equal friction and delay the reason so many governments are exploring cbdc's is clear whilst our current payment system delivers significant benefits it has a severe limitation in the form of traditional ledger architecture our ledgers monetary transactions are represented rather than actualized Transactions need to be settled between banks in a central ledger operated by the central bank. This takes time. Central clearinghouses for each payment system act as an intermediary, making the process even more complex with cross-border payments. This means international payments are often delayed. They may involve multiple time zones, regulations, and payment systems. Payments in many countries take two to three days to post and are costly while consumers have little transparency over the process and they refer to an article that i just opened and it reads collaboration will be key to the future of payments new omfif report reveals um i'll i'll put this in the description and if it's interesting we'll go on about this maybe in the next episode um so yeah these are all the usual um problems that occur with the payments stuff being just expensive and slow um we've been on and on about that as well gilbert mate it is time for some more innovation maybe gateways we need some other things to talk about to the people thank yeah. you um blockchain-based payments offer the promise of more streamlined secure and efficient payments using dlts Furthermore, this new infrastructure could level the playing field and stimulate competition and growth across the paytech sector. Um, once a DLT is established, creating a new payment instrument is something that any system participant can do with ease. Banks, institutions, or enterprises will be able to deploy highly secure smart contracts that function as quote-unquote programmable money to be accessed and processed by specific predetermined parties. The results is like a faster, more efficient BACS infrastructure with one key difference. The network only needs to be built once. Participants could continue to innovate and create new services and payment types for years to come without relying on networks, rails, or services such as Swift, Visa, or faster payments. Or, uh, sorry, I scrolled too fast. I lost the, sorry, to centralize or aggregate transactions. Um, new systems are being built and this is interesting that's why I'm continuing reading this it is now possible to develop wholesale stablecoin solutions with enterprise banking account management and payment controls this will enable banks credit unions and other financial institutions to quote unquote plug in to a DLT with consumer and business accounts that meet regulatory and compliance requirements an example of this is Blockchain. Blockchain! Yay! 
a public-private alliance led by the Inter-American Development Bank, which aims to develop a pan-regional blockchain to foster financial inclusion and sustainability, as well as create uh, new efficiencies through digitization. This alliance will facilitate cross-border payments in the Latin America and Caribbean regions using tokenized currency. Blockchain-based payments offer developing and emerging markets the potential to quote-unquote leapfrog traditional payments architecture. Moreover, by using blockchain and smart contracts, these economies can drive consumer demand and adoption to set the pace for the G7 economies to follow. And this is so important. It's just a yeah. matter of time before blockchain payments become ubiquitous. It is the technology of the near future, but it is here now. So this bit, the leapfrogging yeah. for the developing countries, let's call them quote-unquote developing. I mean, South America is kind of developing, but not really. I don't know. Um, just, just, I don't know. Um, but still, what they say is by using blockchain and smart contracts, these economies can drive consumer demand and adoption to set the pace for the G7 economies to follow. And and and, and this is why this is why lag chain is gonna be so important. And and we alluded to this a little bit in the previous episode. And I, and I, and I just want to underpin this again. The whole world is looking at South America. And some people may laugh. But lag chain is going to be really important. They are going with 12 countries, not just fucking China with a dictatorial leader who can just say, okay, we're going to do it like this. No, this is 12 countries agreeing um, that they want the same infrastructure and they want to collaborate. Um, Quant is in the thick of it. It's, it's, it's in their in their base infrastructure, they are indispensable for this. And they also decided, because the euro is so trash and so shit, that they're going to do the same in South America, in a way. But then they're going to call it the Latin American CBDC digital uh, Latin American dollar. Um, Twenty twenty three is the Latin American dollar coming? The CBDC as per Gilbert Ferdian and some articles. But Lagchain is already live. Everything yeah. is happening already. And obviously, and, and a lot of people seem to, to misunderstand, if something is live and something is running, doesn't mean that it is done. A network is never done. That's why it's a network. A network is always growing. It's always evolving. And in the beginning, it is always bare bones. It is always a work in progress. Nobody can argue that cars exist right now and that electric cars exist. So, yeah, so cars and electric cars are live. Is this their final form? Hell no, of course not. It's been a work in progress for the last 70 years. What? Or maybe even yeah. almost 100. Yeah, it's, so, it's disruption versus incremental change, right? So like the disruption is well, the, the emergence of DLT. Well, yeah, yeah. Once the network is established, we'll just get these incremental updates every now and then. Yeah. Until we have a new kind of product which disrupts everything and then it gets incrementally. Exactly. Economic uh, story. Yeah. Exactly. So all eyes on lag chain. Yeah. Their their mainnet is live. Uh, transactions are are going. We saw that in the last episode. I'll pull up the dashboard in a bit. Um, but this is really important to understand because 
blockchain is not just some 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 novelty intranet kind of thing. They are actually working with the zero knowledge proofs, with the digital identities, the verifiable credentials. These things just keep popping up left and right, and and we only, well, just about only show you the ones that are linked with quant. But the entire space is buzzing. The entire crypto space, but not only the crypto space, but but just general uh, economic stuff and 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 so on, is buzzing with identity. Identity is the thing to solve, as we said ten thousand times before. And they are now implementing that at scale. And 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 how is this different? If you want identity to be solved, and you can take China. In China, it's pretty easy because they have one passport. If people have passports at all, I don't know. But you can just coerce everybody to do whatever the hell you want and uh, and, and just, just work with that. But if you have 12 countries, everything needs to interoperate. Everything needs to work together. Um, and if they can make this all a reality and they can make it work, with the ease of, 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 of the traveling that we have, for instance, in the case of traveling uh, in the Western world and, and everything is digitized, that, that's fucking great. And the same yeah. with payments, if they, can, if they can show consistent, practically zero downtime and, and near instant payments with practically zero costs through lag chain and gateways, then, then there is nearly no reason for the G7 countries in this example to just copy paste and 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 add on what they want to add on because mm-hmm. if, if 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 the foundation is there, if you have the the, the idea of a self carrying body for a car and you know that you want inflatable tires or whatever and a combustion engine, then it's just a matter of how many cylinders do you want? Do you want windows? Do you want an open top? What do you want? And you can just add that on. But if the concept is proven, if the concept is safe and it all works and it works well, um, then it can go really quickly, I think. And and, and you can see with with, with FC and all the other networks that there's already a lot of interest. What I find interesting and sure... All points you make here are valid, is that it now literally comes from themselves. Uh, and we have pointed this out many, many, many times before. If you scroll down all the episodes, you see us talking about this. Oh, in a half year, we've been talking to you at this point. I think we uh, first aired on the 10th of February. Now it's the 11th of August. So six months of Pompey Show for you. We told this story every single week. <laughs> And now it comes from the team itself saying, hey, uh, hey, uh, what's happening in South America is a perfect test case. In their words, what's going to happen everywhere? It's going to happen in Europe, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I found striking. And sure, your points are valid. And we've, we repeat stuff because people seem not to get it. It's yeah. ridiculous. But it's, it's Even, difficult. It's difficult because crypto is huh? mostly about we had it with the show. We had Nico on the show, the Dutch show, yeah. two days ago, um, and he also had difficulty understanding the difference between the Latin American CBDC and Lagchain, yeah. and 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 that is not per se his fault, but it's just no, it's generally not. the 
the, the crypto mindset is everything is money because I, I invest my money. I'm here to make money. So everything is money. So much more going on. And the Latin American dollar is just going to be another part of blockchain. It's just going to be another layer, another option. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be the, the, the end all be all. I do not think so. I don't think that the CBDCs that we hear so much about are going to be the only way to pay. And I think people also need to understand this, that even when CBDCs get implemented within the next three to five years, I don't see that it's going to take longer than five years, to be honest. All the payment systems that we have right now, in a way, will still work. Yeah, there's this fucking, there's this, this, this fun going on that the 20 and 50 pound paper bills in the UK cannot be used anymore after July 22nd, September 22nd, God knows when. And that's being used as fun. See, they're taking our cash away. No, you dipstick. They just created new bills that are no longer made of paper, but they're made of plastic. That's why you see paper bills are no longer accepted. It's because they're moving to plastic. Yeah, cash is not necessarily gonna 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 go away when when CBDCs come. I think quite the opposite. I think you need both. I think you still need your 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 bank account. Well, I don't need to think. It's being said over and over again. It's not either or or it is. You get both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, mm. I don't know about CBDCs. What do you want to talk any... about, Tim? Huh? What do you want to talk about? I don't know, really. It, uh, I did see <laughs> LCX, LCX, um, oh, LCX. Yeah. They, oh, nice. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that, that is something we should we should cover yep. because out bring of the it blue, up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, bringing it up. You want to hit it? Better than the rest, LCX. I, I I cannot make this bigger. Where 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 did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Yeah. Um, is this readable? Yeah, so for, for for a bit of your context, uh, Monty uh, the Metzger, Metzger, the yeah. Metzger, uh, yeah. CEO of uh, LCX, the Liechtenstein Cryptocurrencies Exchange, I guess, mm-hmm. digital assets exchange, however. Um, well, they did an AMA uh, yesterday or the day before? I yesterday. think yesterday. Yesterday, yes. okay. Um, and and they suddenly name dropped Quant again, and uh, I think it's interesting stuff uh, because it gives us a little insight into uh, well one of the partnerships uh, that Quant has. So bring it up uh, here now. Yeah. So 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 what you see here is LCX has listed QNT on LCX regulated cryptocurrency exchange. This was the first step. So that happened like one and a half years ago, something like that. But recently, LCX has started to set up the details to become a network gateway at the Overledger network, but also Quant will integrate LCX within the Overledger network as a key partner. And in addition, we do share uh, R&D results, research and development results, collaborate and explore technical and high-level issues among LCX management and the Quant management team, especially evaluating CBDC exchange Settlement. Pretty fucking interesting. It is not only a simple partnership. Quant chose LCX to expand their ecosystem with our infrastructure and with LCX regulatory framework. Gilbert Ferdian, 
founder and CEO of Quantset, we aim to utilize this partnership with LCX to demonstrate the immense value of interoperability for the financial services sector. We'll combine and interconnect different blockchains to unlock value for our users and provide additional value to the fast growing LCX ecosystem, end quote. So what stuck out to me is that they exchange notes. Yeah. So in addition, we do share R&D results, collaborate and explore technical and high level issues among LCX management and the quant management team, especially evaluating CBDC exchange settlement. I think that's really cool. I think that's really important. I think this, to, to me, this, this says enough, a lot, especially since it is fresh. This is from yesterday. So that was uh, the 10th of August in 2022 for the yep. people from the future. Um, key partner, interesting. Uh, nice quote from Gilbert. Yeah, interesting. And, um, and, and this is also good. And obviously they would say this, but it's not simply a partnership. Quant chose LCX to expand their ecosystem with our infrastructure because uh, LCX apparently has that. I don't know. Sorry. What do you know about the LCX ecosystem? I, uh, I know uh, barely anything about the LCX ecosystem. Uh, I'm very sorry. Apparently, and... their their exchange is is not all that great. No, I think it's kind of um, thing that is in the works. LCX. I Could do be. know that they are a world economic forum partner. So. Klaus Schwab is a very, very content at keeping your money. Yeah, very good. Super tall. Give me your bank account. Bank account details. Yeah, very good. Eat some bugs. Digital asset revolution. Oh, the yeah. future will be tokenized. As the access regulated trading value is a regulated trading venue offering a range of digital currencies. Join our compliant token sales. Get access to new and fast-growing tokens first. So Eat what they also... the books. <laughs> I would. Oh, ecosystem partners. You're not going to be happy. Sorry. You done? Yeah. Okay. So partners. Quant. Chainlink, Icon, Polkadot, Coinbase, Hedera, Hashcraft, Celo. You all partners in ecosystems. Let's see. Oh, infrastructure for Monerium. Oh, yeah. Chain, Chainlink, Hedera, Parity. <laughs> no, in general, like LCX is decent. I just heard yes. that their trading terminal is... Uh, well, not that great. Oh, and they do have that fantastic commercial there. Did, did you see it? Like the 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 the, the bullish beats from LCX, like uh, better than the rest. Like, did you see it? It's kind of a meme, and that that is what worries me about LCX. It's kind of a meme exchange, while also being partners with the world. Your your guy to diamond investing? No, like the bullish beats by LCX. They, they made bullish beat. Bullish beat. Need bullish beat, but bullish, as in bearish and bullish. Oh, bullish. Bullish beats, yeah. Better than the rest. Two minutes. Yeah, we can just show them. Uh... Is this copyrighted? Probably. 
I don't hear anything. With your free account all on one platform, we gon' help that cash flow like a river. Disrupt, innovate, and deliver. LCX, oh yeah, they the best. Disrupt. Okay, so so this is this is, yeah. Um. <laughs> this is this is LCX. This is this is the world economic forum partner. Better than the rest. I I'll, swear. Leave this I'll leave this in the description. Yeah, it is on their website, uh, on their on their YouTube channel. Well, Bitcoin started to grow in value early November. Okay, and many dancers started to send us their videos dancing to LCX song. Now Bitcoin reached new all time high November thirtieth, twenty twenty. We are releasing the full song. Song is available at TikTok. Simply search for LCX or Bullish Beat and you'll find it. <clears throat> you did know about this, right? No. I, I hope it, you didn't? No. Oh, man. <laughs> no. No, I had no clue. Really? Oh, that's yeah. funny. It's better than the rest. Bullish Beat. Pretty nice. Okay, uh, next topic. <laughs> uh... We didn't reply to our email. Uh, or did Ooh. we already address this last week? No. Because we sent the team an email some weeks ago. Yes. Uh, and actually, the, the saga continued. Uh, yes. And uh, uh, we did get a reply. Yes. We, I don't think we answered, we showed that no. on the show yet. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm looking it up. Email. Uh, yeah, uh, because I, I I'm also looking at what what is in the emails beyond that. Um, hold on, team love the new website, the challenge. Let's see, please type your request. Yeah, because we got a response to all our emails. We also got a response to the one with the Carlo Calista emails. We also got a response to that. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, it got buried in our overflowing email box with all, all the special offers. Or fan mail. And haters. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you're kind of jealous. Let's see. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on the screen in a bit. Um, so the first response we got on July 14th was, thank you for contacting. We appreciate you catching the type of modified the website. Questions have been forwarded. Um, yeah, because I, I, I also shared some of my uh, phone data, so I don't want to share this on the screenshot. Um, thank you for correcting. Thank you for questions. I found a readability issue that I passed on to them. Hello. Thank you again. Sent a bug report to the team. As for your questions, uh, please read the statement below. So um we have, this is Quant, customer support. We have rationalized our channels to make our website a single source of information about Quant. The QNT token continues to be in use as a form of payment for Quant services, most notably as a way for Overledger users to pay their annual license fee as detailed here. And to pay for sending transactions. Every developer and customer has to purchase a license and can also pay for transactions in QNT. 
because of how they manage their processes internally. We allow large enterprise, cri enterprise clients to pay in pounds sterling and we handle their Q&T. Um, let's see. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Was there more? We'll update you soon. I'm sorry. I'm struggling always with the it's fine. Gmail layout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, mail layouts can, can become very tricky, especially when uh, mail starts to follow up. <laughs> then it becomes a mess. You never know which, yeah. especially you're 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 sending these questions to Zendesk. So you also yeah. get the, the the Gmail interface and then the Zendesk interface on top of it, which is a mess. The, the email that I sent about the Carlo stuff, Carlo Colista, I sent from my personal email. So I'm not going to share a screenshot of that. The rest you have seen before. Um, I, I asked in a mail, dear Madam Sir, I have a question about the current status of the token utility, remote connected gateways, and the removed documents. In the attached document, I asked questions about the token utility model, remote connected gateway progress, and the document and video removal. I added screenshots from Telegram and the email thread that is in my possession. Looking forward to your response. So they got back to me. Thank you for contacting Quant Support. Support channel is used to assist users on technical issues and not really the proper medium to respond to your inquiry. Please see the statement below. And then the same response. We have rationalized our channels to make our website the single source of information. The QT token continues to be in use as a form of payment. Click here. Um, they even made the same typo here as in the other response. Um, but yeah, that, that, that kind of covered whatever you think that it covered. And yeah, that is in line with what Gilbert said. Yes. Yes, it's close enough. And, and, and then they posted a link in the email thread and that led here, December 10th, 2021, introduction introduction of overledger license fee by Martin Hargreaves. This is what they refer to as their single source of information. So that also answers the question to me, will the medium documents return? No. Will the videos return? Probably not. Um, this year we've introduced significant enhancements such as expanded API, updated enterprise. I'll put this in the description, support for 12 languages. We've seen this before and before. Uh, this is what they refer to. It's kind of shit because it doesn't state, in my opinion, um, it doesn't answer the questions that we wanted answers. But but that's uh, that's that's okay. Um, Boss and I have been fiddling with Overledger, and I'm gonna lift a tip of the veil. But Overledger. Public mainnet works. Yeah, boss and I, boss friend of the show. Um, he he loves digging into these things. He's more patient with coding than I am. Um, we combined our brains and, uh, and efforts and time, and we managed to get onto Overledger main mm -hmm. public and uh, send transactions, which is really cool. Uh, we sent some uh, so, some some way, so that's like uh, ETH gas uh, around uh, to some addresses, and those things were successful. 
Um, so we know for a fact that Overledger works because I have a mainnet license, which I paid for in QNT. Um, and we we made a transaction and we have logged that information. Um, but that's what I want to share about this for now. And there's more on this coming in the future. Um, but it's all real. It all works. And we even dropped an Easter egg uh, through Overledger for the team. Um, if anybody can, can find it, I'll give a little wee little bit of hints. But another one. Um, look at the wallets. Let me know if any of you can find something in the wallets. And uh, we'll think of a really nice reward if you can. Uh... Yeah, we dropped a little Easter egg. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And, and you're going to get the details when we're with uh, with Boss. And that will be a couple of weeks at least. So you guys have time to do your digging. Yep. And on that bombshell, I just, I think I'm done. I think you're done as well. I think we are done, except for one thing. Oh, did you ask questions? I did not, but we skipped over Overledger 2.12. I think the drop last Friday or Thursday, somewhere like that. No. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was a nodding burger, but might be nice to still yeah i i mean i was in greece so i was not bad. i was super hungover uh friday uh <laughs> that's kind of a story good fun overledge 2.2.12 also known as 12 makes nfts easy by peter mari rosans I'm sorry for butchering that. Their release introduces QRC721 tokens to our Overledger tokenized API. Overledger now provides users the ability to create QRC721 non-fungible tokens and deploy them onto the Ethereum Polygon and XDC main nets. These newest QRC token type, this newest QRC token type is introduced along with the existing QRC20 fungible tokens which can be used for payments as well as function as stable coins. Overledger tokenized one of our premium APIs enables even those with little to no development experience to create, deploy, and manage the next generation of secure interoperable tokens and digital assets on supported networks. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was one sentence. <sighs> Users can interact with tokenized through our easy-to-use UI, QuantConnect to deploy and view their tokens. Once deployed, NDAPs can call various functions to read data and initiate transactions to interact with the token via the QRC smart contract. Um, link is in the description. Go and check it out. You can find yeah. more on Overledger tokenized in the full release notes. And that is for you to D-I-O-R if you please will. Yeah, because we don't know. We are completely ill-informed. We have no clue. Mm, we don't know mm, what tokenizes. Mm, mm, mm. Good. Actually, considering during the episode to put on my wife beater. If you know what a wife beater is, if you made it this far into the show, leave a comment. Thank you. 
Yes. Dude, uh, well, thanks at least, Jarno, again. Uh, mm. You too, dude, for being here. Freaking yeah, travel uh, day, man. I'm I'm toast. Uh, I, I messaged you this 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 morning on Telegram, mm. and you, it was completely windy. There were quick cars coming past me at the airport. Uh, Six fifty-five Dutch time, pretty early. Um, yeah, I did enjoy your last uh, episode together with Miko in mm. Dutch. That was really really fun to uh, to listen to. I haven't watched it. I uh, listened on uh, Spotify. Thank I you. Obviously, pick any uh, streaming service, but yeah, I went for Spotify. And well, it was a very enjoyable listen. And what streaming with... services are we on, Tim? Do share. <laughs> I mean, no, but it was just a really informative listen, and and it's always good to kind of get some new perspectives into it. I really mm. loved the part where Biko was uh, talking about his uh, his uh, crypto ventures. Oh yeah, there was some kind of a monkey, and uh, I just got into it, and then uh, he asked for the developers, uh, and then uh, they just dropped some pictures. And then we uh, well Googled the, the pictures and it turned out to be uh, stock images. And the next day, my money was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that story. That was pretty cool. Oh, uh, dude, for him. that was savage. Yeah, I tried to uh, well uh, dodge uh, my uh, taxes and then uh, suddenly <laughs> the taxman was on the door and uh, I had to pay 20K. <laughs> no, that was seen it all. It was, it was a very good list and also kind of wholesome list with his plans in Sarajevo. Yeah. Uh, no, it was really cool, and 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 also just to have kind of a perspective on what people who are actually pretty well informed in the community still don't grasp all the time what is happening, just gives us a very good picture of, of, of kind of what, where we need to focus on. And yeah, uh, you addressed that point, and you also made it clear here. People think of crypto as something where it's all about money. No, it, it's it's all about data, moving data from A to B. No. That's is what it's all about. And when people think of, of cryptos XRP or Bitcoin, where it's about money, that was also a very interesting thing, I, I thought, at least. And yeah. yeah, it was a good listen. And uh, thanks. Next week. Hopefully. Next week, we're going to have the banker on the show. Yeah, so we're going to talk about money once again. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to be as sober as is Scottishly possible. It's going to be fun. For sure, we're gonna dive into uh, the the legacy payment system uh, with the Mastercard thingamadoos, and the man knows what he's talking about. Um, thank you stuff. so much for watching, listening, yeah, listen. engaging, and yeah. um, we'll see you next week. Stay comfy. Stay comfy.